Hey now, and welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. It's bowl season, and one of the things we've been discussing a lot are the different bowl names that we've seen. Um, this year, last year, the years prior. So one of my questions for you is starting off, what's your what are some of your best bull names that you've seen and some of the worst bull names you've seen? So one of the best, and it's one of the ones that I will forever hold out in my heart. The Fiesta Bowl not being affiliated with Tostitos anymore is, I think, one of the most criminal things that has ever happened to college football fans. The Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, like, rolled off the tongue perfectly. It fit their brand. Like, it was it was cool to see all those, like, the chips and all that. And now that they could, like, dump chips on people, maybe salsa, because that's, like, a new thing with mayo and stuff getting dumped. Tostitos could have hit a home run if they stuck with the Fiesta Bowl. I, I don't know whatever happened to that. That was one of my favorites. Um, another one that I I saw this year, and it's it just it's sticking out in my mind, and I, I fucking hated it, was the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. I couldn't believe that was a thing. A oh, real Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. What? No. I, if you're telling me as a football player I'm going to play in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, I'll opt out. Deadass. That, that bowl means nothing to me. Like, What? The Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, it, we ain't talking about no fruits, vegetables, no peaches. Well, and the peach is a knockoff uh, orange bowl. I hate the peach. Yeah. Well, peach well, is well, speaking of vegetables, one of my favorite names is the salad bowl. Found that one out today. I, oh, I got a good story about that. My grandpa's brother was a running back for Xavier in the 40s. He played in the salad bowl. Oh, yeah. That's the salad bowl. And then a few of the other ones I thought were great were the Gotham Bowl, which is from the 60s. Just Gotham Bowl. That just sounds so sick. Reminds me of Batman. Tony the Tiger Bowl. Love that. Tony the Tiger. Like, that's another one. It was just like great. And then a throwback Blockbuster Bowl as well. Blockbuster is, Bowl. Which I thought was a great throwback. And then some of the worst names were the Refrigerator Bowl, mm-hmm. which was from the 48, like 48 to 50s. The Glass Bowl. I'm just like, that's not a tough name. That like the Glass Bowl. Yeah. And then the other one I found kind of odd was the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl. Because I'm like, wait, you're going to. What are we fight? talking like, about? They're trying to address hunger, like children that are hungry and stuff and it raises money or whatever. But you're putting the hungriest humans on the planet in that game so you're basically you're trying to show you're fighting hunger with 300 pound o-linemen that all they do is eat like they steal the food that like that's the like solution to this like fight hunger issues you're showing the people that steal everybody else's food on the field so that was my that was my like that's just embarrassing you're gonna have hungry kids watching these guys so that was my beef with that one but yeah, so that's where I am with bowls. I got, also, hold on, I, I got, I got a couple other that I thought were sure. absolutely wild. The Boise Bridgeport Education Holiday Bowl. Yeah, that's what? too wordy. How how can that be allowed? The Bad Boy Mowers Gas. Yeah, I had that one. Yeah, I had that. The Napoleon Weed Eater Bowl, Independence Bowl. Here's one that's like we could talk about it. The Buffalo Wild Wings Citrus Bowl. It doesn't really work together. Citrus yeah. and Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. It should have just yeah, it should have just been called the Buffalo Bowl. Yeah, it's just not great. Uh the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. 
not great. Definitely just not not the best. Another bad one, the Raisin Bowl. This was from the 40s. The Raisin Bowl. What? Yeah. And the one that made me laugh the hardest was the Tobacco Bowl because nothing screams capitalism more than tobacco and like a giant bowl game that'll just make more money. Like it's just that's the most capitalistic thing I saw. But it's what do you think will be? Do you think we'll see like a a crypto bowl soon? Like we've got oh, we got hundred. I think we, next we gotta, year there's going to be a crypto bowl. And I think they're going to do a thing. FTX maybe. crypto. That's my prediction. They definitely. I I could see them doing like a we give each player a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an NIL deal. And that then OBJ awesome. is going to be like, why did I get penalized for handing out cash on the field when these kids are getting crypto now? He was a year early. I'm I know he sure. was just a one. Year, was he two one years? Year? Two years. Two years. Okay, because that was nineteen. God, he must be punching himself. He was that close to just doing something cool. So he close. got slapped for it. So close. And then with us recording this, the day with New Year's Eve on the cusp on December 31st, 2021, our last pod of 2021. Um, you know, one of the things we've gotten to reflect about, whether we're on Twitter, whether we're just, you know, watching highlights or whatever, is the best sports moments of 2021. So I've got. I try to keep my list down to four or five. I have a list of nine. Some of them don't need explanations. So here are my personally favorite sports moments. So I got number one Penn State game, just being at that game, the emotions of it, seeing the fields, just everything about Iowa beating Penn State this football season was everything I wanted out of a senior year college football. Number two, a close number two to the Penn State game was Minnesota beating Wisconsin for Iowa to make it to the Big Ten Championship. I mean, I've never rooted for P.J. Flex team harder in my life than seeing that boat road. I mean, and the video of Riley Moss and those boys yelling, row, 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 just absolutely incredible. Um, number three, the 2020-2021 Iowa men's basketball season. Garzilla going on a tear, winning National Player of the Year. So great for Iowa basketball. Number four, seeing Brady win number seven. Just the storylines I thought were just so fun. And then winning it at home, COVID year, all that. Now, here are the hold ones on, that Hold might, on, before you go on with that, beating, beating Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and then Max, Mahomes. And at Lambeau, at Lambeau. That's a legendary run in yeah. itself. Yeah. And so now here are the ones that you might want to go into a little bit more. I got number six, Kyle Schwarber creating havoc in the playoffs for the Boston Red Sox. Just Did they win the World bombs. Series? No, but it was incredible to see. Number seven. This is one where I was at Wrigley Field Hold for on. this game. I want to oh. stop you right now. Now you're oh. at Wrigley. Yeah, I'm, I got to stop. Let me get you. into it. Best, best baseball moment, but far, far and away. Braves lost Soroka and Acuna and won the fucking World Series with that Lies. Solaire bomb. Like, come on. Okay, actually, yeah, I'll take that. I'll put that up. We there. we gotta put but, them up there. But Solaire was a disappointing Cub, so that's all. But um, <laughs> they traded him for Wade Davis. Didn't Wade Davis win a World Series, or am I wrong? Yeah, with the Royals. Oh, you didn't win one with the Cubs? No. He wasn't on that team? Solaire was oh. on our team. That's what I'm saying. That's hilarious. And then at number seven, I was at this game. John Lester's return to Wrigley. Schwarber's return to Wrigley for the first time. And my friend Ben Udell dropping Rizzo's toss-up when it was in his hands. That is number seven on my <laughs> list for the year. Oh, and then man. I got number nine. That's another Cubs one before the final one I had. Or number eight. 
another Cubs one. The ha- I saw this on Twitter today. I had to throw it in because I just remembered it. The Javi Baez tag up against the Pirates when he almost ran all the way home. And then he they chased him down, missed him, ran all the way to first, got a yeah. double off that play. Absolutely incredible. Number eight. So this is number nine. It was number eight, but I kind of just moved it around. And this happened yesterday. Mario Chalmers returning to the Miami Heat. I want to see some Chalmers havoc for the Heat right now. I got to see, like, dude, Chris Bosh even talked about returning. Like, imagine Hall of Famer. Where's Chris Michael Bosch. Beasley? Where is he? He's not there yet, but shout out Mike, Michael Beasley for looking at my IG story the other day. Okay, that was, well, that was maybe, he, maybe he should look at some NBA teams and pick one already. I know <laughs> he really he should come back to the Heat, him and Chalmers. But to see Chalmers run a little pick and roll action with Spolstra and UD, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But those are my top sports moments. But also shout Ben Udell for dropping the Rizzo ball. Yes, yes. So mine, um, you have a couple of mine. Uh, my first one, these are not in any order. These were just as they came to my head. First one, the Lightning winning back-to-back cups in the same calendar year. I thought okay. that was pretty insane. Yeah, um, especially for the Lightning. Yeah, and, and the fact that they did it before the expansion, like they had to. They did it. That's hell of impressive. I can't wait to see the 30 for 30. Jalen Suggs' game-winning shot. That was incredible that was when that play. happened in the moment. That was a good play. Even though he didn't win the national title, it's one of those where that play was one of the coolest we'll ever see. Yeah, um, I was at Joe's by the fireplace at that game. Absolutely crazy. The weirdest slash craziest environment. Yeah, so it's, to, a, it's, a, it's a weird mix of vibes there upstairs yeah. at Joe's. <laughs> it was dead quiet. Then you see him hit the shot and you go, everybody stands up. And one of my friends almost <laughs> fell in the fire because he was like jumping oh. up and down. It was, it, it was insane. It was insane. Uh, you already said it. Tom Brady winning the Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, Justin Fields becoming a bear. Gave okay. us hope yeah. again. As gave fans. us hope. hope. Now let's see who can guide him hope to is bring a that hope dangerous into drug. some excitement. It's da- right. It's a dangerous drug, and I'm fully hooked on it. Um, Simone Biles getting over the twisties. thought that was really big for Americans to see a hero like her you know, get over that. Yeah. Uh, Knicks fans chanting, fuck Trey Young. I really like that. That was great. Because I mean, that cemented him as a villain for the rest of his yeah, career, and I but, think that's really good for him. But it also brought the Tibbs Bulls magic back to New York. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the, and like, the did, like Gibson the other day, did you see the play he made? He just, like, ripped the ball out of a younger guy's hand. Like, dude, like, Tibbs putting his entire bench in the other day for the entire fourth quarter, and they just went on a tear and won the game with Kemba with D. Rose hurt until February. Just, like... Dude, like the Bulls haven't been this good now for us since Tibbs' final season when we won 50 games. And it's just like, imagine if we had a rebuild under Tibbs, what could have happened? It's just, the Knicks are on my list too. They make the top 10. Oh yeah. No, they're they're fun. Uh, one of the last ones, Giannis winning. I think that story was really cool. Yeah. It's Giannis. Basic I mean, pick, it, but yeah. Basic, I mean, an international basketball player who everyone looked at like a string bean ends up being the most dominant one, takes Milwaukee to the finals and wins. I mean, yeah. kudos to him. It's pretty cool. Give it, give him that. Pretty cool. Um, and the last one, Desmond Ritter throwing for 300, running for 100, having four touchdowns and beating Bama today. That's the last sport <laughs> moment. I'm telling you, he's going to. Don't jinx it, Jack. Uh-uh. I believe in it. I've been saying it all day. I believe it. 
I can't jinx it if I believe it, and I'm fully believe. Who's I'm the old lineman we're riding with today? Jay Grinfro, 56 center. If you don't know already, he's going to be playing the national championship. So if you're so going to you hear this, know. you got to watch. I mean, if you're going to hear this after the fact, and January 9th, knock on cock, they lost. You you can laugh like a sick fuck, but I'm fully all the way in on thinking since he's got a chance here. So laugh at me all you want. I'm all now, the way in on that. Now touching on basketball for a minute. What I so I was talking to my brother the other day, and he goes to Indiana. They claim it's like a top basketball school, whatever. But you know they weren't in the tournament last year. They're you know they're now. Are they ranked good. right now? No, no, but they keep okay. saying Never they're mind. better than well, everyone well, else. Well, they're not. They're not good. But you know Indiana is known for producing talent. So me and my brother the other day look at how many NBA players currently went to Indiana. There are six. Okay, I can name. There's six. There's six. We don't need to count them right now. But there's six. Two, that's it. <laughs> and Iowa has three NBA players. And we are not, three. yeah, and we are not a blue blood powerhouse like Indiana. So we have half the talent, we have half the NBA players already. So one thing that's happened too in the last couple of days is our NBA talent has you know been all over social media. Garzilla got a 20-point game against the Spurs. Wieskamp came in after Garzilla fouled out. Wieskamp put up three points and a block. Um, and Tyler Cook has had some highlight dunks in the NBA and he's gotten some quality minutes. So I was thinking, why don't we rank where we think these three guys are going to be in 10 years in the NBA rankings? So I can go first. You can go first up to you. Okay. So I, it, I haven't really given it that much thought, but when you put it like that, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to rank them like this. Number one, Garza. And I think Garza could maybe find a way to play a little serviceable defense, but he's already got the offensive tools. He'll professionally train. I think he can make like a career. I have to put Joe above Tyler and strictly because I think Joe's a little more raw than Tyler. I think Tyler has a place in the NBA as like a smaller five or four, but I just think Joe's got so much versatility to where he can play a lot of positions for a lot of different schemes and I mean, he's very long. I think I think Joe will end up being, I mean, it's a it's a shitty comparison, Duncan Robinson, but more athletic than him. So I, I've got to give Joe number two and then Tyler three. But I mean, Tyler's been in the NBA for a little, bounced around. He he's got his looks. Um, so I, I I don't know how much more time he'll have, but he's really making the most of it in Chicago. I mean, he's killing it. So yeah, that's my ranking. So mine's are mine are just a little flipped. I've Wees Camp at number one. I think he has the most potential kind of as you said but as a three and d joe angles type of guy is what i see him as and i think wees camp even though he's not producing now he's in an organization that's going to give him the time to develop into the player he needs to be garza garza's shocked me to be honest with you i did not think he'd still even be in the nba right now that is just my thought process on him he has improved beyond what i thought he could be but I think Garza can only be – I see Garza as one of those guys who's only going to get real starting minutes or real minutes on bad teams. No contenders because he's still just not quick enough. And <laughs> but you, he's not but yeah, but enough. you know what? But, it's like there's there's always a role for those guys. Yeah, yeah. So I have him as like a, a role player, just as a, like a Kelly Olenek type of guy. Bro, just, I was about to yeah, fucking yeah. say he's a less athletic yeah, like Kelly Olenek. Yeah, I've made that comparison before. And then I have Cook at three because I've always said 
in my opinion, Cook's just an athletic player, and that's what's kept him in college basketball in, like, whatever. And so I just don't see his hops being sustainable for a 10-year career with injuries that come along Mm -hmm. with it, whatever. And he's only going to be a guy that gets minutes when you need some athleticism. I see him almost like a Derek Jones a little bit. They're yeah, two but different even Derek Jones can pull up a little. That's, That's what I'm the saying. Difference. They're yeah. different players, but like more of a, like if Derek Jones, like or Zach Levine early on, who's only used basically as a high flying player. You know, I just don't see Cook developing a jump shot. That's just not not how he's ever been used. He, no, he never did did so at Iowa. I mean, the best he would do is like a, a hook shot in the paint, maybe if he yeah. didn't like try and dunk it from a foot away, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really exciting for Hawkeyes right now. And I think just for the state of Iowa basketball, I'm not going to sit here and pump Iowa State's tires, but they have a lot of guys in the NBA too. So it's not like you sit here and think the state of Iowa for college basketball can pump talent. And I mean, Drake hangs. They're not bad. You and I can hang. Yeah. They ain't bad. But I mean, Iowa State and Iowa are pulling their weight. They've, I think they could f- nearly field an NBA team now, the two of yeah. them together. Yeah. And I mean, the state of Iowa, if you just take it, the guys who have come from Iowa, you a hundred percent can. Yeah. And then, and then one other thing we kind of discussed before the pod that I wanted to bring up, which I thought would be an interesting conversation is if you could buy three sports franchises, what would they be and why? So do you want to go back and forth? Should we list the three? Back explain each one. Okay. Back so I'll go first. This one is a bigger name. I have two big names and one smaller name. Number one, I got Pittsburgh Penguins. As much as I hate Pittsburgh, my reasoning is Pittsburgh diehard fan base. It's like a college town. You know people are going to come to the games. Legendary franchise. They're one of the only teams in my eyes that are a very valuable hockey team and will always have value no matter if they're good or bad. They're just one of those legacy orgs. So you're never going to lose that much value. You know what I mean? And, And to... Have LeBron as a minority owner, I'd take that any day. Him and Mav Carter, I'll take that. Yeah, and I'll stay in the same hockey vein as you. I was going to pick the St. Louis Blues to buy them, and it's because I hate their branding. I hate that they're called the Blues. Oh, so you want to fix it. I think, yeah, I think that's the stupidest name I was going to say, why would you want the Blues? Yeah. Stupidest shit ever. Call them something, like, worthwhile. I mean, they have the St. Louis Cardinals, they have the Rams, and then they have the Blues? Like, who? I don't get excited about the the Blues. the Arches. No, yeah, yeah. Call them the arches for all I care. But the blues, I'm sure there's some historical context. Bushes. To it, but I'd rather have the guardians than the damn blues. I can yeah. tell you that. I'd say the bushes or the lights. The bushes. Fuck yeah! I'd, if I'm bush, I'd buy that. That's yeah. a hell of an idea. See, I got the names. Hire me for, to be the CMO. <laughs> That's an awesome idea. <laughs> Number two. This is gonna shock you. I think it's a shocking pick. But I thought long and hard about if I'd own an NBA team, what team would I own? I'm going Sacramento Kings. Bro, that was mine. Oh. I don't want to get too excited, but that was mine. So I, I'm relocating them. Okay, so I'm not relocating them. I'm buying the Sacramento Kings because think about it. Every The NBA each year, team valuations go up. So if I own the lowest of the low and I do nothing with them, I just sit on it like a stock. By the time I want to sell it, if I just want to flex on an NBA owner by the cheapest team and you're still going to make a billion plus. So you're making you're making a billion at least from the transaction. You got purple jerseys. That's sick. Plus, I would make I'd make um, white chocolate my president of basketball operations. (laughs) 
So like between those three things, I'm all for it. And then last of all, like, I mean, dude, like you got Chris Weber in like your back pocket. Like whenever you want Chris Weber, you just have him on speed dial. So I'm and, here and, for and, it. And Vladdy. And, yeah, and Vladdy. And if I ever rebuilt the Kings and won a championship, everyone would hate me. I'd be the villain of the NBA. There is no real villain of the NBA right now. I could be the villain of the NBA if I rebuilt the Kings. Well, rather than no one being, wants to see the Kings win. Exactly. Nobody does. That's why I would take them to Seattle. Uh, yeah. Easy fix. Chalky answer. I know, but I feel yeah, like it'd be easy tough. for Kings fans to swallow if they became the Sonics because it's kind of like a, a, a popular idea that they just want the Sonics back. So that would be mine. And, and I think I, I when I looked at the list of the like valuations for all the teams, the Kings are – they're bottom, like they're in the 20 through But they have 30. a new arena, so you don't have to buy, pay for a new arena. And their arena is sick. I love their arena, like yeah. when they were designing it. And also with the Kings, like if you rebuild the Kings and you have – if you draft a Luka Doncic to the Kings, you are basically doing what the Warriors did. Like nobody cared about the Golden State Warriors until Steph. Now literally they're one of the top three most valuable teams in the NBA. So I want to pull a Warriors – in Sacramento and think about it too like imagine you make the Sacramento Kings so good that people are like I'm taking my family on a trip to Sacramento for the winter break like <laughs> they go to Sacramento like how it sounds like Joe Kim Noah trying to like sell Cleveland yeah. like, Does anybody take a vacation to Cleveland? that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying so it's just like imagine you make such a good team you can get a KD like player to go to Sacramento for four years Oh, dude, that'd be that'd be legend. And also, too, you're near Silicon Valley still. True. So you're still kind of near so that get those top nerds. market. Yeah, so you can get those billionaire nerds to buy Analytics. floor seats and fly out. I'd build, like, a helicopter pad on the roof and stuff and get them to come in. <laughs> so Sacramento would be the place to be. Now, my last pick is in Silicon Valley, kind of similar reason, and it's a legacy franchise, so kind of a chalk answer, but the San Francisco 49ers for football. Because they're always going to be super valuable too. They're they're going to always be super valuable, so you never have to worry about that. Legacy franchise, tradition sick. I love San Francisco, so I can go to Boudin's and get some fire sourdough bread by the bay when I want to go to San Francisco and go to a game. Have some fire seafood, and you can always hit Alcatraz after a football game. So that's always a good time. X, always you could always hit it. Um, my last one. I'm moving the Jacksonville Jaguars out of Florida. I think there's too Ooh. much going on in Florida. We're pulling them out. Move them to Columbus. We're moving them to London. Oh, moving them to London because they they've, they've had a lot of London. But I'm I'm naming them the Red Coats because I think a lot of Americans. Oh, that'd be a cool would, name. That'd be a cool name. A lot of Americans would ride that, and I think okay. maybe Red London Coats people versus would be the cool Patriots. See, Dude, run it back. That would run sell for a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that would be insane. Imagine like a pregame show, people in red coats and then people in like blue coats just going at it, doing a reenactment. Hey, I mean, they wouldn't let the the Washington R words go. So maybe they'll let the red coats go. Yeah. You know what? That's a good reason. The red coats alone is a good reason. The other reason I I thought was kind of chalk, but like. Well, no, London. I I think I saw a thing that London's favorite team is actually the Jaguars, but. You know who Spain's favorite team is? The Titans. It's the Bears. Oh, really? 
for I don't know what reason. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw that the Spain loves the Bears. So cool. we need to get do we have we been listened to in Spain yet? That's uh, a goal. Let me look. <laughs> we okay. we we need our, our Spaniards to root for the Osos with us. Yeah, for real. And um the thing is I'd move the Jags to Columbus and then allow Urban uh coach to coach the team up. You're a sick puppy. Just because, like, you know, the the guy wanted to be in Columbus for a weekend and he just couldn't get back to Jacksonville. So why not bring the Jags to him? You know what I mean? You are one sick puppy. You want let herb <laughs> let herb be herb. Hashtag you, free urban. Did you know many Jaguar fans that were excited for that Urban Meyer hire? Were there a lot of them that were like, God, we are so oh, they screwed. were all so excited. That no. fan base was so geeked. <laughs> that just can't they can't be allowed to have those type of nice things and, and get excited. Well, and the funny thing is, I don't know if you know this, but they announced right after they hired him, like a month or two later. They were building a Four Seasons and a new practice facility. All these plans to, like, renovate everything in Jacksonville. Like, they were eventually going to redo their stadium or whatever. Like, the like Shad Khan was going to put, like, $600 million or something into the Jags because he's like, we're going to have it. Like, they were basically trying to create, like, their own version of Jerry World in Dallas because they thought Urban was going to lead Trevor Lawrence to this, like, 13-year dynasty. And then, boom, he's gone with three well, games left in the year. It's ironic you say that because the last college coach to come out and be that successful. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. See, but the one thing I would say is the guy who could be successful and nobody's even, nobody's brought him up when everybody's been trying to point out who the bad college coaches are is Cliff Kingsbury's winning in Arizona. Winning is a very loose term. They've been on a They're in the playoffs. They've been on a skid. They're in the playoffs. I'll, in the and NFL, you want, guy, you want to saying. play your best football at the end of the year. And yeah, I but think they're in the playoffs. The Cardinals will forever. I know, but they'll forever. And JJ hold got on. hurt. The Cardinals Other were seven and zero, and now they're like what? 10 Isn't Hopkins hurt? Six. Yeah, and they've lost like See? how many games in a row? They just haven't figured See? it out. Hopkins Good teams find a way to win. Yeah, but Not when an you excuse. don't have Hopkins, and I, my prediction is Larry comes back for the playoffs. <laughs> Because he hasn't announced retirement yet. What is this fantasy football? Is Edelman going to come back from the Bucks too? No, he never played for the Bucks, so you should have well, known that. Well, he's a Brady guy first. True, true, but um, yeah, and then Jack. So, um, do you have any New Year's resolutions going into the new year? Um, uh, drink more water, get more sleep. Um, <laughs> sleep's a big one for you. Yeah, you got. I can't. I can't sleep in. No construction, though. No construction. No, but I can't. I can't sleep in. It's been a problem. I I can't sleep in even here. Oh really? No, I just my body. I don't know. My mom's wondering the same thing. My body just wakes me up at like seven fifteen on the dot. I wish. I wish that was me this week. There was a day I slept in because I didn't set an alarm till eleven. That was the day you texted me. I think. Yeah. Literally woke up at eleven. I'm just like oh, and I went to bed at ten. I. I, I don't know. My body is just dead re- tired, re- refusing to shut down, you know, like a, like a, a missile control center. It's just fully active, ready to explode at any moment. I don't know. I don't know. My mom was making a comment about it the other, other day too. And I was like, mom, you're right. I should probably get some better sleep. So I'd say drink more water, sleep. Um, and maybe be more optimistic about the bears, you know, 
Oh, I thought you were already pretty optimistic. I am pessimistic. I, I, I am pretty. I am pretty optimistic, but I think, I think we're gonna have a really a, a new, like breath of fresh air in the organization. Like legit, we won't have Nagy. We won't have Pace. Ted Phillips won't be in football operations. I think we'll actually get to see a glimpse of like a, a relevant. Fuck Alabama's driving. Oh, they've converted two third downs. A relevant organization. So I'm excited for that. And we have a we have the quarterback. We have the running back. We have the linebacker. We've paid our safety, so that's too late. Yeah. So I, I was gonna say very late. <laughs> yeah. So not a whole lot you can do with that one. You just gotta gotta roll with Eddie. <laughs> yeah. But at least we didn't pay Kyle Fuller. Now looking back at it. I, See, I, I never had any problem with that move. People well, we didn't have a problem then, but I'm saying in retrospect. Oh, it, it was a smart financial yeah, move. It ended up being good. Time. We criticized it then, but it was a good yes. move now. Yes. But what about you? Any my, new my motto resolution? is be better. And the two things I got to be better at is go to Iowa wrestling this winter. <sighs> and, and number two, go to Iowa basketball games this Snaps. winter. And as long as I execute those two things and get a little bit of homework done, we're going to be in a good place. Alabama's ran the ball every single down. This is just they're they're showing Cincinnati. Jack, this is your one opportunity to um change your score prediction. No, it's just Cincinnati this first drive, they've been really coming out with a three-man front and I think Alabama's testing them and saying you're going to have to come out in something different because I know you want to play with your DBs in and they're going to force Cincinnati to get out of that personnel. So, they're going to have to make the adjustment. I, I we haven't seen Cincinnati's offense yet against Bama. And I don't think that Bama defense is it. Everyone listening is gonna laugh at me like I'm some idiot, and they're all sick fucks. I can already see it. That's just a little biased because he has <laughs> Cincy connections, but that's okay, guys. That's okay. I I always will be unbiased for you guys because I'm never biased. But um, never good one. <laughs> but guys, this is the last episode of 2021. See you in 2022. Jack, do you want to sign off? You got it. Like always, guys, not the same time, same place. We will see you guys later next year. What are some of your best bowl names that you've seen and some of the worst bowl names you've seen? So one of the best, and it's one of the ones that I will forever hold out in my heart, the Fiesta Bowl not being affiliated with Tostitos anymore is, I think, one of the most criminal things that has ever happened to college football fans. The other one I found kind of odd was the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl. I'm like, wait, you're going to... What are we fight? talking like, about? They're trying to address hunger, like children that are hungry and stuff, and it raises money or whatever. But you're putting the hungriest humans on the planet in that game. So you're basically, you're trying to show you're fighting hunger with 300-pound O-linemen that all they do is eat. Um, Simone Biles getting over the twisties. thought that was really big for Americans to see a hero like her you know, get over that. Yeah. Uh, Knicks fans chanting, fuck Trey Young. Imagine you make the Sacramento Kings so good that people are like, I'm taking my family on a trip to Sacramento for the winter break. 
how it sounds like Joe Kim Noah trying to like sell Cleveland. Yeah. Does anybody take a vacation to Cleveland? That's what I'm saying. I'm moving the Jacksonville Jaguars out of Florida. I think there's too Ooh. much going on in Florida. We're pulling them out. Move them to Columbus. We're moving them to London. Oh. Moving them to London because they've, they've had a lot of London. But I'm I'm naming them the Red Coats because I think a lot of Americans. Oh, that'd be a cool would, name. That'd be a, a cool name. A lot of Americans would ride that. And I think okay. maybe Red London Coats people versus would be the cool Patriots. With it. See? Dude, run it back. That would Run sell for back. a Super Bowl. 